This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for April the 9th. Hey, I hope you're having a great day. Hey guys, today we're going to be in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6. I know there's someone out there saying, Matt, if I recall, we were in Proverbs yesterday. You're right. <laughs> we were in chapter 7 yesterday. Okay, talking about the guy being led down to the slaughter because he's making bad decisions. But today, we're going to be talking about this, things that God hates. I've learned in my personal life, if I will love the things that God loves, okay, and hate the things that God hates being this, sin in my own life, okay? I am so much further along in the journey. Verse six, starting with verse 16, okay, talking about the things that God hates. He says, there are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. Listen to this. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among the brethren. Oh my goodness, okay? And so let's look at these things one by one really quickly, okay? It says this. These are things that God hates. So what do we want to do? We want to exclude these things from our life. We want to make sure on all levels, as you examine yourself and I examine myself, we want to make sure that we are not having, we're not doing any of these things because oftentimes we're incorporating attitudes and behaviors into our life and we're not even aware that, here's the thing, they are so offensive to the Lord, okay? Well, here's the thing. What's the first one? The first one was haughty eyes. What is haughty eyes? It's arrogance. It's pride, okay? The Bible says pride precedeth the fall and a haughty spirit right before what? Destruction, okay? In God's eyes, because God created you, you had no part of it. God sustains you, you have no part of that, okay? God bought you back because you were a sinner, gave you the opportunity to give your life to Him, okay? Again, you had no part of that. Before you were ever born, He wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You didn't have any part of that, okay? Uh, the blood that's in your veins, the air that you're breathing, okay? The sky that I'm looking at, the ground that I'm standing on, it's all What I'm trying gone. to say is everything has been created by Almighty God, okay? Jesus spoke. Everything that you're experiencing, yourself, the ground, the earth, the universe, everything. It came by what? By Jesus' words, okay? That's how it came about. So for a person to be haughty, to be arrogant, to think that they are better, okay? God says this, you are where you are because God has allowed it, or he's promoted you in such a way. And realize this, this is what he says we turn into. When you die, this is what you are. You can take the most beautiful woman, okay, and put 80 years on her and she's dead. 90 years, okay? We all turn into this. So there is no room ever for arrogance. There is no room for pride, okay? A lot of people, they're arrogant. They're pride. They think, I'm rich. I have this job. I have this car. I have this house. I'm a man. I I want to be respected. I want to be honored. And here's the thing. God says, all honor and glory go to me. So friends, here's the thing. God's just saying this right up front. Don't be haughty. Don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant, okay? Because here's the thing. It it reminds me of the story in the Bible with Nebuchadnezzar. How He's standing on his his palace. He's saying, have I not done all this? In In the Bible, the text says, before the words were even out of his mouth, there was a, a voice from heaven saying, here's the thing, it's all gone, baby. You know, he turned Nebuchadnezzar into an animal for seven years, okay? Nebuchadnezzar's like, you don't want to be arrogant to God. That's a great story in Daniel. Read it, okay? You're like, Matt, you've talked enough about pride. Let's get off that. The next one is a lying tongue. You don't want to be a liar. It's, the Bible says all liars go to hell, okay? It, it, small lies, big lies, deception. It's all, watch this, deception, deceiving, lying, 
all those things. Gossip, whispering, it's all the same thing in the Bible. It says that Paul, okay, over and over again, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, and so it's just not lying. It's being deceptive. It's all referring to the heart condition, okay? A person's heart is not right with God. And they think because of their standing in life, it goes back to haughtiness. Because I'm a pillar in the church, or I'm a part of this group, or I'm this or I'm that, I'm okay. You're not okay. It's so much so that the Bible says these people, okay, they think they've had a covenant with death, meaning they got a partnership with it somehow, that they're going to escape it. They're going to be okay. God says, no, void. Well, here's the thing. It's just not going to happen, okay? There is no other arrangement than what's in here. And I've heard all the, I've heard so many different arrangements, listen, listen, uh, from false cults, from false belief systems to groups who are adding, taking away. Oh, you, you don't understand, Matt, 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 you need to be enlightened. Oh, you, you don't understand. Listen, listen, listen. It's all here. If it's not here, you're bust. <laughs> That's what God's saying, okay? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be a liar. No liar goes to heaven, okay? Anytime in your life, you don't want to be that. that it, it comes from what? It's coming from a heart that isn't what? In Christ. That hasn't been what? Transformed, made new by who? God. Okay, being born again, child of the living God, resting in the truth of God, okay? Jesus says, I am that truth. And so you don't want to be a liar. Friends, before I got saved, I was a liar. Nobody was a better liar than me, but here's the thing. You don't want to be that. You don't want to engage in that. The next thing it says is it talks about this. Those who shed innocent blood. Friends, let me just give you a warning. It's the person contemplating that and the person executing it, they're equal. And you're like, what are you talking about? Meaning this, in your heart, if you thought, I just wish that person would die, here's the thing, you're a murderer. That's what God's Word says, okay? And that's what Jesus said, okay? If you have ought against your brother, you're guilty, okay? But it goes, it goes beyond, beyond that. that. It's saying hands that actually shed innocent blood, whether you're a part of it, you voted on it, you knew about it, or you were engaged in it, or you were planning it, and it just didn't happen. You're guilty before God. And when you stand before Him, if you haven't got it right, murderers, all murderers, go to where? They go to hell. That's what God's Word. You don't want to be engaged in any of that. And again, where did that come from? It goes, let's go back one. Where did it come from? Comes from lying. Comes from deceit. Okay, it comes from that person living in darkness and being duped by Satan. Okay, because here's the thing. Satan hides in darkness. He hides in sin. And so if you're listening to this and you have an area in your life that you haven't been able to get right with God and you haven't confessed it, okay, and you haven't turned from it, that's darkness in your life. Who lives in the darkness? Who lives in the darkness of your thoughts? Satan. The Bible says that Satan comes as an angel of light. He comes to, and he tries to present these things to you as if he's some kind of great helper. Friends, listen very carefully. Satan is not your helper. He's a liar, a thief, a murderer, a deceiver, okay, a whisperer, a schemer. He's all of those things, and you want to be part of none of them. And this is God saying, I hate these six things. Seven are an abomination to me. You don't want to be a part of anything that has to do with taking innocent blood. Whether you think that person deserves it or not, that doesn't matter. Let God be judged. God says this, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Friends, there's only one judge. He's the one that executes judgment, okay? When you go acting as judge and jury, let me just tell you what you've done. You've cursed yourself. Listen very carefully. You've placed a curse not only upon you, but upon your family and upon that group that you're a part of. You've brought destruction. A house divided cannot stand, but that's exactly what you've done, deciding that you know better than God. Here's the thing. Let God handle these things. He's pretty good at it, okay? Until you can create a star and hold the universe in place. I say you hold back on shedding innocent blood. The next one says this. Let's keep on reading. A heart that deceives wicked schemes. Meaning this. A person is so depraved in their nature. They're not where they need to be with God because God's not in their heart. He's not Lord, Master, Savior, owner of their life. And so what ends up happening? Okay. They're wicked. 
That's who they are from inside out, okay? And that's how it transpires. A lot of people try to get saved from the outside in, but it never works like that. God has to do a work from the inside. As he does that work, you can see the change. We would call it being born again. But this is talking about a wicked person scheming. Okay, again, what are they? They're children of Satan. What are they trying to do? Bring destruction, bring death, bring murder, strife. You know what I'm saying? All of these things of what? Of the devil, of Lucifer. Okay, where are they going? These people that are in this, they're going to hell. The murder, the liar, the thief. Where, what does God's word say? They're all going to hell. There is no sugarcoating it. We know better than God. You don't know better than God. Those people who are engaged in these things, God says he hates these things. And those people who do it, I've already spoke a word in eternity and your death sentence is upon your head, okay? It's just a matter of time before he lets the string loose and you fall into the pits of hell. You don't want to have this in your life. You don't want any part of it. Next one says, uh, feet that are quick to rush into evil, meaning this, you're seeing it and you want to be a part of it. Meaning you're part of a group or you're part of something and you kind of hear what's going on. Hey, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. What's my plan? What's, uh, okay, so I say this, 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 or I say this, or I lead them here, or I friends, here's the thing. You don't want to be any part of evil. You don't want to be deceptive. You don't want to be a liar. You don't want to be an actor or an actress because here's the thing. There are no actors and actresses in hell. That's what God's saying, okay? Oh, you can do these things. You're free to do them here on earth up until the time that God's long-suffering ends for you and you find yourself six feet under and your eyes are opened up in hell. Don't be a part of those people who are part of evil, okay? Friends, you don't want to have feet that are quick to rush into evil and before my feet ever move, I have to think about it. Meaning this, a person is contemplating this. They're contemplating imaginations. They want to be a part of, oftentimes they want to be a part of this group for what? For acceptance. Because they have a void in their life and the void alone tells them that they need Jesus Christ. They need a personal relationship with God, but they don't have that. And so they're so void. So they are going to, they're going to join up unto someone or some people or something knowing it's wrong, trying to get some kudos, a pat on the back. But the whole time God says, your days are numbered. It's only a matter of time because those things I hate, I hate. They're absolutely an abomination to me. And the end result is this, the things that God hate, they end up in hell. I guarantee those people and those individuals aren't in heaven. No way, no Transition how. into what? A false witness. That's what the text will tell us. It says, feet that are quick to rush into evil and a false witness who pours out lies, okay? Because of who they are, they're telling lies. It's because why? Their father is the father of lies. Their father is Satan. And so they have, look at, look at, there's no integrity. There's no basis of good them okay they're rotten to the core i mean that's what they are okay their feet are running towards evil okay they want to take innocent blood and they're liars okay are is there any doubt that these people are going to burn i mean absolutely and god's not going to blink twice he's gave everybody the same opportunity in this life to choose him to do what's right to ask for forgiveness of sins to turn from the filth and turn to god to the things that they've incorporated to confess them get help get direction get guidance from almighty god okay let his blood cleanse them but they don't want that these people are so happy in doing evil. They delight. Have you ever met those people? Unless they can stir up trouble, they're not happy. And we have them in some of our families, okay? I, I, friends, it's just mind-boggling. Unless something's chaotic, they're not happy. They can't be happy with smooth sailing that everything's going good. Oh no, they have to throw a monkey wrench into it. And that's how these evil people are, okay? They are destroyers. They want to drag you down and they want to hurt your relationship with God. God says have nothing to do 
with these people. Avoid them like the plague, okay? Avoid them like they have leprosy because that's really what they have. See, in the Bible, people don't realize this. The, the, the closest description of, of a picture of sin that we have is leprosy. It just eats you up on the inside, but they're not even aware that it's eating them up. Last one is this. It's, it's the same thing I just went over. A man who stirs up dissension among the brethren. Meaning this. Again, that person's just not happy in life. So they want to stir up trouble. They want to gossip. They want to lie. They want to inform. They want to cheat. They want to steal. They want to cause havoc. And they, they, they're so delighted when something bad happens to someone else. Instead of being a builder of a person and a helper in humanity, they want to destroy and they want to bring down. Oh, but they cloak it. They cloak it as kindness, but it's never kindness, okay? But when we, when we look at these things, that God hates. What we really want to do is we want to look inwardly and see, oh my goodness, is there any of this in me? And if it is, it is a red flag from Almighty God that there is a problem in your life, okay? But beyond these six things, the seventh that's an abomination, which I think is so funny, God tells us exactly who these people are. I mean, here's the thing, you're like, what? He names them. He actually, he goes through the list, but if we were to go up, uh, before we read the list, if we go up two verses, I want to read who they are. I hope it's not you. Let's go back two verses. Let's go back to verse 12 and see if, who, who these people are. And, so, and friends, here's the thing. Look at yourself because God is very clear in his word. He's, he calls them a scoundrel and a villain. Boy, I tell you what, the last thing I want to be called is a scoundrel and a villain by God because that's what he's calling them. Who goes about with a corrupt mouth who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who motions and signs with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart. He stirs up dissension. Therefore, verse 15, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. There are six things the Lord hates, seven there are an abomination to him. Did you hear what I just said? God describes the people. Those people who are being sneaky, they're being deceptive, the secret handshakes, the secret winks, the moving, the, the, the finger on the... You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. It's all deception. It's all lies. And here's the thing. God says he hates every last bit of it. And every last one of the people who are engaged in these things, they go straight to the pit of hell. They don't pass go, they don't collect $200, and they don't get to argue the case before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's already been settled. See, God's word says this. You're not going to get to say a word up there. When he opens the books and he sees that your works, okay, your good never could outweigh your bad, okay? And all these schemes, that plot, that arrangement with death that you thought you're going straight to hell, when you open your eyes, you're going to be in torment and pain where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and you will suffer, okay? Was it God's plan for you to suffer? No, but you ignored the principles and the mandates and the law of God. You thought you had a different way where Jesus said I am the way and you have to realize this in Ephesians in Corinthians in Galatians in Romans okay all four of these books of the Bible okay four or five ten, uh, the, uh, warnings are so numerous about the people who are engaging in these things deception the lies the deceit the informants all these things and he says every one of those passages says you're going to hell I, God only has
has to say something one time for it to be true. But he's not saying it one time. He said it in the Old Testament. He's saying it in the New Testament. He's saying it through Peter. He's saying it through Paul. He said it through Ezekiel. He said it through Jeremiah. He said it through Elisha and Elijah. And he's giving all these warnings. But here's the thing. People are just ignoring these things. They're looking the other way. They're putting their head in the sand. And they're making, they said, I made an arrangement with dead. I'm okay. I can do these things. And here's the thing. It's just not the case. They will stand before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. They will not speak a word. They will be sentenced. Angels will take them and throw them in the pit of hell because they didn't know the ways of God, the means of God, and the law of God. And they didn't understand his word. They had a false perception of who God was. They didn't know God. Friends, let me just tell you this. I can't tell you how many people I run into in any given week that their perception of God is bust. It is wrong. Meaning this, it's not according to Scripture. Why would God give us all of this? Why would He give us all of this? So you can make up a Build-A-Bear God in your head? Uh, God is a God of love and mercy, and He is those things. But He's a God of justice and righteousness, okay? And here's the thing, His long-suffering only lasts so long. And what God hates, you ought to hate. And what God loves, you ought to characteristics anywhere in your life. Here's the thing, I would be on my knees so fast, okay? Because if you die in this state, you're going to hell. And if you're a part of this, okay, whether it's a group or a belief system that you've incorporated and adding on to God's word, you're going to hell. Okay, listen, I'm not mincing words. I'm not against you. I'm for you. Would I be standing out here in the middle of a park telling you these things? But I can't tell you how many people have come across my life with a belief system that's contrary to the word of God and a belief system that isn't representative of who God is, okay? And so they're going to fall short of the glory of God. And Jesus is going to say those words that are in Matthew 7, 21. I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Friends, I don't think in the whole Bible, and I've read, I've been teaching in the book of Revelation, and the, here's the thing. You have the bowls, the seals, uh, you know, the thunderings, okay? All these different trumpets, all these different vials that are being poured out on the world, okay? And they're terrible judgments, okay? There's death everywhere, but it's nothing compared to Matthew 7, 21 to the person who thinks they're going to heaven, okay? And they might be on their deathbed and everyone's holding their hands and everyone's praying for them, but they're dying in a false state. They're dying with a belief system that's contrary to the word of God. Here's the thing. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is that truth. That's what we're living in. I mean, that's why John the Baptist came. He said this, make straight the way of the Lord. Repent. Get right with God. He's coming back soon. Friends, I'm here to tell you, God's going to come back soon. He's coming in the twinkling of eye. And here's the thing. If he comes on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, realize this, there'll be church going on. The pastor will be there, and three quarters of the congregation will probably be there sitting in there and wondering where Joe was, the Joe of integrity, or where Sally was. Sally, who was what? A child of the living God, meaning they were actually born again. They were living light. They were salt to a lost and dying world. They were living the life, okay? Here's the thing. They're not bringing anything to heaven, but the reliance on Jesus and the death, burial, and the resurrection of God's only begotten Son. That's what they're bringing to heaven, not their works, not any other belief system. God says in Revelation, if you add into my word, I'm going to add the plagues unto you. I'm going to add death unto you. I'm going to add sickness to you. I'm going to destroy you. And if you take away, I'm going to take your name right out of the Lamb's book of life. We don't want any of those things, guys. We absolutely don't. What do we want? We want to be salt and light. We want to be children of the living God. We want to live in righteousness. We want to walk on the narrow path. We want to do it God's way not man's way. And there's just too many people engaging in the world. I call it divided loyalties. I call it straddling the fence, but I call it this. In the end result, it ends up, you go to hell. You don't want that.
I know there's someone saying, Matt, you're scary. <laughs> I tried to scare you, but I want to give you some advice. Friends, here's the thing. If your church, the church that you're attending, isn't preaching the full gospel of Jesus Christ, run from it, okay? If you're part of a group, get out of it, okay? If you have these things in your life, repent of them. Turn from them, okay? Friends, God isn't mincing words. Why would he give us the word of God? He gave it to us so we could live. Basic instructions before leaving earth. He's basically saying, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to live. And I'm not talking about legalistic, okay? That's not what I'm talking about, being legalistic to get to heaven. What I'm talking about is you doing what God says to do, okay? And how am I getting to heaven? I'm getting to heaven because of what Jesus did. And as a result of what Jesus did in my life, through my heart, okay, through my belief system, through faith in him, here's the thing, I'm a changed man. Because I'm saved, there's a change in me. Some of those things that I was reading, I was dabbling in, okay? I was deceptive. I was a liar. I was an informant. I was thinking evil of my brother. I mean, a lot of those things, okay? But here's the thing, God got a hold of me. I got saved. What happened? I'm a changed person. I've been given a new heart. I'm born again, okay? And now I'm running from the things that God hates because I realize that is just destruction. That is ruin. That is heartache and pain and suffering, okay? And I'm running to the arms of Jesus Christ, Him alone. That's how I'm saved. I'm going into the arms of Christ and I'm saying, Abba, I need you. Cleanse me of my iniquity. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to stay away from that. Help me to draw nigh to you. Get close to me. Allow me to feel your healing balm upon my life. Put me in the cleft of the rock, in the shadow of your wings. Overwhelm me with your presence. I need you, Lord. See, friends, here's the thing. You're going to get to the place in your walk with God that you realize that you need Him so badly every single day that you don't want to get out of bed unless you can feel His presence, feel His peace, understand the joy of your salvation, and just reminisce on who God is, okay? The things of the world, they don't have a hold of you anymore. See, Paul finally got to the places, hey, this is all rubbish. The things of the world, this is all junk, man. What I need is God every single day sustaining me, loving me, guiding me, uh, counseling me, healing me. I need the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and here's the thing, He's available to anyone. If you're listening to this, you still have time. Watch this. If you're listening to this and you're engaged in any of that stuff that God hates, okay, and the people that it describes, you still have time to make it right with God and to turn from and to turn towards God. Take your last breath. Once your heart stops beating, it's over. There is no purgatory. There is no sweating off your sins. There is no, you know, arguing your case before God. God's already decided. The book of Job says he's already decided all that needs to be said. And he's going to speak. You're not going to speak at all. You'll be thrown into hell. You don't want that. I don't want that for you either. Get right with God. Make him number one in your life and watch what he'll do. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.